This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello, welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. My name is Mike Sedita. We're filming episode 56 right now, and we have the pleasure of having Marshall Chapman on. He is with the Grout Smith. Marshall, how are you doing today? Doing great, Mike. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Dodging raindrops, or it's it's been pretty good today. I heard a little a little thunderstorm going through here a little while ago, and I'm in Wesley Chapel, so it either came from your direction or is headed in your direction. One of the two. Yeah, every day somebody's getting wet, you know. Yeah, somebody's getting wet in Florida from June first till about late September, so it happens that way. Yeah. Um, thank you for being on. A little bit about the Good Neighbor Podcast, the whole like why we started and and the way we do this and why we do it. 2020 during COVID, everybody had to socially distance themselves. So there was no way for businesses like yours and mine to get out in front of consumers, get out in front of other business owners and kind of network. So the Good Neighbor podcast was started in Southwest Florida. And over the last three years, it has grown into a national podcast with like that local audience, which is what we're doing here. I'm the guy who does it here in Tampa. And it gives me an opportunity to learn about the different businesses in my area. So with that said, tell us a little bit about the Grout Smith. So the Grout Smith was uh, started by a man named John Smith in the Sarasota County area. And uh, my father, Craig Chapman, uh, reached out to, to John. And uh, while John was interested in franchising the company, and uh, my father bought a franchise from him. And uh, we've been doing it now since, uh, since 2011. And, uh, so, so is it you and your dad in it together? Yep, it's, it's me and my father. You know, unfortunately, my father, he's not here today. Okay. Uh, he, he passed last March. Oh, I'm sorry but, to uh, hear that. I appreciate it, man. But uh, just keeping the dream alive, man. We're continuing doing it. And, you know, we got happy customers. We want to keep them that way, you know. Was your dad always an entrepreneur guy and he just kind of got you into it that way? Or was, you know, like, was he a corporate guy and found this franchise and said, hey, it's something for me and my son to get into? How did that evolve? Yep. You know, he had a few businesses in, in the in the past. You know, he was a restaurant guy. So he was like a kitchen manager. He did like research and development, you know, working on things for the men- menus and whatnot. Right. And uh, Eventually, he was just like, you know, I, I think I'm going to start this little company that I think you can help me out with. You know, and that was a little bit after I got out of high school. So I was like, yeah, of course. So you've been doing it ever since. And so you're based out of Lando Lakes, but um from a territory standpoint, because it's a franchise, do you have a particular area that you guys focus? Like, how many grout, Mister? How many grout smiths are there in the Tampa area? Are there multiple? There's one more uh, that services South Tampa, but we do most of the Tampa area, Hillsboro, Pasco. Okay, Hillsboro, Pasco. Do you go over the bridge into Pinellas or no? No, we don't go into Pinellas. I don't blame you. I don't like going yeah. over the bridge into Pinellas exactly. either. <laughs> for, for different reasons, for an ex. I, I don't like going over there for an ex-girlfriend, but okay. it, it's still the same premise. There's nothing good happens when you go over the bridge into Pinellas County. Um, yeah. So Hillsborough and Pasco is your territory. And, yeah. and were you, like, when you were a kid growing up, I mean, you said you had just gotten out of high school. Yeah. because this was your dad dad's business is this kind of this is all you know right man i mean did you have other plans the things you wanted to do but or is this kind of it you know i'd always kind of mirrored my dad i'd always kind of wanted to do what he was doing you know he was a restaurant guy running around yelling on his phone i was like I kind of want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know whatever he got into you know when he had his restaurants 
you know, I was in the kitchen, you know, washing dishes, you know, trying to make things and, you know, just trying to trying to uh, maybe be like him a little bit, you know, but this came along and it just seemed like seemed right, you know. So so are you a have so I can tell you, like I, we have a very a little bit of a similar background. So my brother was a chef. So he worked in all these restaurants. So like my jobs in high school and college were like cutting carrots and washing dishes and cleaning peppers and doing all the stuff that really the the worst jobs in the kitchen that you could possibly do always fell on me because I was like the low man on the totem pole. So I did have that. Do you, do you find, are you like a foodie? Do you like to go or is it kind of like the restaurant business? I just don't even want to be in a restaurant anymore because I kind of saw behind the, what actually goes on in a kitchen. Do you not want to go out to eat or do you like to go out to eat? Well, oh yeah, I love to go out to eat. I love food, you know. I don't know how to cook as well as my dad did, you know what I mean? But uh something else I wish I would have got from him. But uh you know, I, I have a couple I have a couple of dishes I reserve for special occasions. Like if I really want to impress a woman, I will make my chicken franchise and then you know it's on. If I want to yeah. kinda, you know, uh and then I get to make them breakfast burritos in the morning, but I only know like five dishes and I just have to time them out when I lay them out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, so tell us a little bit about the day to day. Grout Smith, what are you guys doing? Who is your who is your garden variety customer? Is it people regrouting kitchens? Is it cleaning kitchens? What is the what is what you're doing from a day to day basis? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times with tile, the showers are usually a, an area of a lot of concern because they're 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 hard to take care of. All the uh, the water exposure, it's just it's hard to keep grout looking good. You know, you get you get mold, you get mildew. So a lot of times we're going in and we're helping people out with the showers, cleaning them up, scraping them out, regrouting them, uh, sealing them, getting the grout color consistent again. So a lot of times we do a lot of showers. Uh, we do a lot of uh, we clean and seal a lot of grout on floors. A lot of times, you know, people get high traffic areas. The grout tends to start turning a little darker here and right. a little lighter there. And the seal will just make everything consistent. It'll, you know, make it appear as if it's been regrouted. So that's that's a lot of that's a problem a lot of people have. You know, they just can't keep that grout the same color. So so let me ask you this. Your particular shop, how many is it one crew that you're working? Is it you and you or do you have multiple crews going out doing jobs? It's just, just one crew. Okay. Yeah, and then go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. It's just one crew. It's just me and a couple of other guys. And then how many jobs can you, I mean, I'm assuming it obviously depends on the size of the job, but in a normal, uh, normal week, how many jobs are you doing a day? One, two jobs a day? Probably two at the most. Okay. And then um, like an average bathroom. I mean, we're not talking, you know, a mansion, but an average bathroom takes what? A few hours. Yeah. If we're cleaning and sealing the shower and a, a normal walk-in shower could probably take between three to five hours to complete, clean it, seal it, you know, repair some grout that needs, that needs attention, you know, get it looking new again. So what is kind of like a, a, a misconception that people, like I always think, cause all right. If you go on Instagram or Facebook and you see these videos, they spray stuff on tile and they make it like the grimiest, dirtiest, nastiest stuff. And they just take this bottle and it looks like everyday stuff and they just spray it on it. And then it's a time lapse and all of a sudden everything is sparkly and clean. 
Does that product really exist or is there some sort of chemical compound that would melt my face if I didn't have gloves on that does that? Yeah, you know, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a chemical out there that's like that, but I don't know. We're kind of old school, you know, we scrape, scrub, kind of do everything by hand. And I, you know, I think that's a better option because a lot of times with those uh, those strong chemicals, it's so abrasive. You know, you start eating into the grout, then you start to invite mold in, you know, down the road, making the grout weaker over time. Right. So we and then tiles to- start getting loose and then it becomes an actual bathroom job instead of just a cleaning job. Yeah. Down the road, it can end up like that. So our process is, you know, as less abrasive as possible. Got get it. everything as clean as we can because you don't want to get into that grout too deep. You know, you start inviting mold and all that. So there is a level of, of of intricacy to it. I mean, you're going down a grout line and cleaning it, you know, you know, line at a time, or are you spraying and spongy and type of thing? Yeah, you know, we spray everything down. We use a degreaser to clean clean the showers, clean the grout, scrub it with a hand hand scrub brush. We, you know, we got scrub pads. Scrub it down, you know, scrape it down if there's a lot of soap scum, you know, so we, you know, go over the whole surface and, you know, sort of line by line. But, you know, it's a scrub brush. so You can kind of get over a, a right. decent sized area. So. All right. So you're, when you're not nose deep in chemicals with your crew on job after job, what do you like to do? Like, um, hey, Marshall has a day off. There's no jobs this this coming Friday. What do you go do to blow off some steam? Blow off some steam? Well. You know, I love to fish. I fish whenever I can, you know, when it's not raining too bad. You know, I love bass fishing. You know, I go saltwater fishing every now and then. Right. But, uh, you know, it seems like, you know, every day there's always a little something job related to do. Right. So I'll, I'll end up having to do something. <laughs> you know, you, usually when I have time off is usually when, you know, there's like a little cancellation here or there. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think I'd have a little bit of time here. So usually... And- I'll like run out and see if I can catch some fish, you know? Well, that, that's, that's what I was going to ask you. You're, you're in that general, in that Pasco Lando Lakes area. Do you have a, a go-to hole to go hit? I mean, are you? Not exactly. You know, I kind of, I kind of spread, spread around, you know, I try to get the most spots that I can. And then, uh, you know, depending on what I'm feeling, I, I don't want to hit the same spot over and over again. You right. know, I kind of just bounce around and, you know, make it an adventure, you know? And do you catch and release, or do you catch and then have some recipe that your dad had for bass and you cook that up? Now I catch and release. You know, the funny thing is, I'm I'm allergic to fish. I I can't even I can't eat fish. I can't Me deal too. with you know uh, anything sea related. <laughs> no shrimp. You know, I'm allergic to shellfish. I have been since I'm 18 years old. I don't mess with yeah. it. And and everybody always asks me, well, why don't you try salmon? And I've tried it, but. I don't even want to mess with that either. I'm always afraid because like I get anaphylaxis, like my throat closes up. Yeah, me too. So I don't play with fish. Yeah. You know, I was a kid. I think I tried tuna. I really liked it. But then, you know, throat started getting. Yeah, I can't do it. Raspy. I was like, oh, I can't do it. All right. So I'm not a fisherman, but let me tell you about the catfish I caught the other day. This is a 100% true story. After I put this out there, I found out from a bunch of people this actually happens. but. I live in in an area in Wesley Chapel. There are some like retention ponds and like little little ponds in the area, right? Yeah. We get a downpour of rain, like just sideways summer Florida rain. I go walk outside, and you can see on the podcast. I mean, Norman is my English bulldog. He's seventy pounds. Goes waddling his fat butt out in the driveway, 
And I turn and look, and I literally thought it was a giant slug swashing around on the driveway. It was a catfish, a a seven-inch catfish, probably about – I mean, people can't see. I'm making hand signals to show you. But, you know, about, you know, three inches around, flat, ugly as could be, flopping around on my driveway, bone dry. So I'm like, what? It's like Armageddon. Like, I think there's like, what is it? Armageddon, there's frogs falling from the sky. There's catfish falling from the sky. So my neighbor, this nice woman says, oh no, it happens from time to time. I'm like, yeah, I'm from New Jersey. Catfish don't fall out of the sky. Rats run out of the sewer, but catfish don't come out of the sewer. So I fish, I picked them up. I got them into a bucket of water. I walked them over to, of all places, the drainage ditch on the side of the road. And I, on my way to bring him, I found a second catfish. So I caught two catfish last week, and I have not been fishing in 30 years. Absolutely Man. crazy. Man, didn't even catch him with a line. You just picked them didn't right need up. Didn't a line. You know what I used? <laughs> I used a license plate. I had a license plate in my garage because I went to grab him, and he wouldn't. He couldn't stay still. I couldn't get him, and I wasn't sticking my finger in his mouth. Yeah. So I took, a, I took a flat license plate, scooped him up, and put him in a bucket of water. But that is yeah. my fishing story. And the more I tell it, he was, you know, the more I tell it, the bigger he's going to get. So by the time I yeah, tell yeah. this story in a few weeks, he was like a six, a 16 inch catfish that was vicious <laughs> and he was ready to take me down. So, oh, yeah, man. So, so, you know, one of the questions I like to ask, segueing away from catfish, is, you know, a time in your life where you've had a hardship. I, I would think that hardship is probably losing your dad. Yeah, man, definitely. You know, my dad was he was fighting cancer for a couple of years, uh, you know, and during that time, you know, he was still trying to be a strong guy, still trying to get up and go go on the estimates with me and right and whatnot. But eventually, you know, I just had to I had to take the wheel and I had to keep keep on rolling. You know what I mean? You know, there's there's two types of people. And man, I tell you, man, our stories, you know, besides being allergic to shellfish, I lost my mom from lung cancer, so I am very familiar with that feeling of watching someone you love kind of try their hardest, but sort of whittle away until they're not the same person they were. And it is it is truly a um, it it mentally it's a debilitating thing as a child watching your parent go through that. So I get it, I, I get where you're coming from. But there's two types of people in the world. There's the people that's a, it's that fight or flight um, re- response to some stuff, and there's People that have stuff like that happen and they kind of recoil and go into their shell. And then there's guys like you and me that say, listen, in their memory, I need to step up to the plate and and, and be the man and take care of this stuff. And it seems like that's what you're doing here with, with Brout Smith. Yes, sir. That's what, that's what I'm doing. So so do you have any future plan? I mean, is there plans to expand to bring on other teams? Or is this doing what it needs to do for you and providing a nice living and you – or do you have like greater aspirations to maybe expand your territory, bring on another team or maybe change some additional services and bring on some other stuff? Any plans for any stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely looking to expand, you know, get a few more guys, get a little more work, you know, get, get more on our table so we can, uh, you know, get some more stuff done for sure. So we can bring service to more, more and more people. Awesome. Marshall. And, and what is the way if people, you know, people listening to this, what is one thing you want them to take away? If they call Grout Smith to come into their home, what's the thing they need to know to expect from you and your team? Well, you know, one thing I like to tell people that, you know, not a lot of people will mention is, you know, grout's not water resistant. 
So anything that touches it will stick to it. You know, even, you know, mold, things that, you know, you wouldn't want to be inhaling. Any of, the, any of those things can get into that grout and it can it can come out eventually. It could possibly get you sick. You know right. what I mean? So if you clean that grout real well, put a sealant on top of it, you know, you'll be in a lot better shape because a lot of the tile guys will say, you know, you don't need to seal it. The only type of grout that you don't need to seal is usually epoxy grout. Anything else, even if, you know, you'd mix some type of sealer in there or whatever, it's good to have a good top sealer on it. And what is epoxy grout? Is it just stickier? It's just a stronger quality grout. Okay. It's, it's uh, like a rougher. It, yeah, they use it in like uh, restaurant kitchens. Gotcha. So that, uh, gotcha. So that nothing will, will get into it. You know, all that grease and nasty stuff. Right, right, right. You I mean, have everything that's epoxy. going on there. Yeah, so that's it's the strongest grout, you know, that you can use. But uh, it's really hard to work with. So why? Because it's it's pasty. It's harder to kind of put into stuff when you're laying out tile. Yeah. It's like, it's a two part deal. You mix it up together and you only have a certain amount of time to work with it. Once it starts getting hardens up, it's done. Yeah. And it gets real hard to wipe up and it could become a mess. So, so I guess the big question for people listening, if, if you're a homeowner and you're in the Pasco, Lando Lakes, Odessa, Wesley Chapel area, Hillsborough County area, and you're looking, you have that older home that needs to have the, the bathrooms really, really, I don't want to say modernized, but really cleaned up to the point where you don't have to revamp and remodel your bathroom. What's yeah. the best way for them to get a hold of you? Is your, your website, your phone number, how's, how's the easiest way to get you? Well, easiest way is old school. Just give me a call. Number is 813-300-7539. Or you can go on our website, groutsmith-fl.com. And, uh, you know, we do free estimates, free demonstrations. I can come by, show you a little sample, show you how your grout would look. No charge. Awesome. Marshall, thanks so much for being on. People, if you're listening to this podcast and you need to get your house, your grout, your kitchen, your bathroom, your tile cleaned up, your grout cleaned, get the color to actually look like it's something from this century, you need to call 813-306-7539. Marshall will pick up the phone. He'll answer or somebody's going to answer. And they're going to set up a time for them to come out and give you a free estimate. Marshall, thanks again for being on the Good Neighbor hey, Podcast. Mike, sorry. It's a 300. I'm sorry. My handwriting stinks. 813-300-7539. And we will put that in the podcast so you can click right on it and get that information to reach out to Marshall. Guys, thank Guard Marshall, thank you so much for catching that. Guys, you have a great day. Thanks, Marshall. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Passcode. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813-922-3610.